Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, Glampreneurs. What's up? What is up? Welcome to Life After Beauty School, aka Labs. Today's episode is about client retention, how to get and keep your clients. I feel like we've been talking about how to get them, but let's talk about client retention. Why this is important? Because it's easier to keep your clients than to get new ones, right? Here's what I need from you. I need you to take a screenshot and share this podcast on your social media platforms. And when I say take a screenshot, I mean take a screenshot of the podcast cover, share on your favorite social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, doesn't matter. This is going to help glampreneurs like you find this podcast and get some information and learn some stuff. So I appreciate it and thank you much. Let's get into client retention. Client retention makes a business thrive. And the reason is, is it's easier to keep your clients than to consistently get new ones. By definition, client retention is the ability to get your clients to continuously purchase or receive services from you for a specified amount of time. Whereas when you are getting new clients, you have to woo them, right, with your marketing strategies. And you and I both know that takes a lot. I mean, I did a whole series on how you market to get new clients and get new people into the door and into your chair. Now, there is nothing wrong with getting new clients, but when you retain your clients while getting new clients, that's a business that is thriving. So how do we get client retention? I am so glad you asked. And it is professionalism, skill, and relationship. And I want to break down each one of these things and talk about what you can do. The very first one is professionalism, and that's huge. What do I mean by professionalism? Think of it this way. Your business is a business, and it's not a side hustle. And when you realize that, you will treat it as such. I realized early on that I am running a business. This is not my side hustle. You don't just come to, you know, my kitchen and I braid you up really quick. This is a full-blown business. And that meant that I showed up to work like it was a business. That means I came way before, at least 30 minutes before my first client. And I was ready to take them, not walking in the door with them at the same time. And then I have to set up and all that jazz. Like I am ready to serve them when they come in. That is setting yourself up to be a business and not a hustle. I also have a scheduling system and I hope you do too. And the scheduling system allows me to send them appointment reminders, say happy birthday, new client questionnaires that get sent to them or I can send to them through email. They can fill out online 
for extensions, for new clients, anything of the sort. And then I can store appointment information. So there are formulas, anything that we've discussed, anything that we want to work on. These are all things within my scheduling system that allows me to personalize the experience that my clients get with me. And it helps me remember because I see a lot of clients and I'm not going to remember every single thing that we've discussed. And those are just a few things to help you run your business professionally. But one of the other ones I want to talk about is environment the environment of the salon. So this is gonna go back to your ideal client avatar and the environment should be created and based on what that ideal clientele, that ideal client avatar would enjoy. So that means for me, if you go back to that episode and I broke down who my client avatar was, it was the businesswoman, right? And so I would say something that I could implement is Maybe giving them mimosas on Saturday mornings, snacks and goodies when they come in. Maybe they're coming in after work. Uh, Maybe they change into a robe when they walk in and get out of their blazer or whatever they're wearing. Is the music appropriate for them? Is it background music or is it loud? And for my client avatar, it was more of a relaxing environment that I wanted to have. So the music was, you know, it was a little bit of a jam, but it was the background. It wasn't the loudest thing, right? I didn't want it to overpower the service. How are you when they walk in the door? Are you inviting or are you rushed and stressed because you're running behind, right? Um, These are all things that should be a part of your environment and it should be all circled around your client avatar. And what I like to call this is the total guest experience. What is the guest experience from the time they contact your business all the way to when they walk at the door, right? So when they walk, when they contact your business because they're interested, what is that experience like? When they walk in the door, what is that experience like? While they're getting their hair done or they're getting their services done, what is that experience like? When they are getting ready to walk out of the door what is that experience like is there a follow-up that is the total guest experience and that's something you got to work on and it should be a huge part of your professionalism and that's what's going to get people to keep coming back to you over and over again you really want your client to think about wow I really enjoyed myself there and I want to come back there I'm going to schedule And I feel like, you know, my friends should have this experience or they're more willing to talk about you because they remember that experience. And yes, I know the hair is important. Your skills important. I'm not saying it's not. But when you get that total guest experience down, you are winning. Out of everything I mentioned, I think that the total guest experience is the huge thing when it comes to client retention, right? It's going to be huge or it is huge. Now, the next thing is a touchy subject, but it is going to be your appearance. I know before you're like, okay, I'm turning this podcast off. I want you to hear me out. You are the beauty expert. You are a hairstylist. They are coming to you for your suggestions, for your expertise. If you look like a mess, and you need a makeover yourself, like you look like you need a makeover yourself, why would that client trust you to take care of their hair? Think about it. Just think about it for a moment. First impressions are everything. 
impressions are everything. And even though you're like, well, that's kind of superficial, my talent should speak for itself. Well, you're in the beauty business. So you really can't say that because they're looking at you for their inspiration. They want to say, hey, my hairstylist is cute. I wasn't sure how I want my hair, but you know, because her hair's together, maybe I maybe she'll have some suggestion for me. Not like they're uncomfortable. I'm going to tell you this story. So I owned a salon in Reseda. It was a five-chair salon and, well, really three-chair and two two private rooms. And um, I'll never forget this. I had a new hairstylist that I was really trying to promote and give her all of the new clients that were coming in the door because I, I had a good clientele base, so I really wanted her to grow. And this person scheduled an appointment, came in, they did the consultation with her, and they were very uncomfortable. And um, this person, this hairstylist would come to work not done up. I mean, hair looked like it needed to be done, makeup, they wore decent clothes, but they just didn't look like a beauty expert. Let's just say that. In the middle of the service, I'm at the front desk wrapping up with my client and um, in the middle of the service, that client that was supposed to see the hairstylist comes up to me and says, I need to step outside for a minute. I was like, oh, okay. Is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. And then she comes back in and she was like, you know what? I can't do this. I, I'm uncomfortable. Bye takes off the cape, leaves it at the front desk, and leaves. And I I didn't know what to say. Like, I was a little bit dumbfounded. Like, I wasn't sure if it was a family emergency or I honestly didn't know what was up. Well, then she called back a couple of days later and said, I really was uncomfortable with that hairstylist. I didn't feel like she knew what she was doing. Now, let's just back up. There is a piece that I forgot to tell you. This hairstylist never even had the opportunity to touch her hair. They went through a consultation. She was setting up for what they discussed the service was going to be. And the client just picked up on something. And I believe it was the appearance. And she said, I didn't I didn't trust that she knew what she was doing. I would prefer for you to do my hair as the owner. I honestly didn't know what to do. Um, but in short... What I ended up doing was saying, yeah, you know, you can schedule with me. But at that time, I didn't have any appointments. I was fully scheduled pretty far out. And so she ended up going somewhere else. But that story just reminds me of how important it is to look your best at work. And the reason being is, like I said, you are the beauty expert. And your client is going to feel uncomfortable if you look a hot mess. So what you can do, because I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, right? Nobody wants to have to get full-blown dressed, makeup, hair, outfit, heels all day for work. I'm not saying that. But there's three things that you should focus on and only two out of three of those things can be a mess. And honestly, this is something that I got from another business coach. And when she said that, I was like, that is so true. I do that. And I didn't even realize I I thought that way. And another one of my hairstylist friends said this. um, And I thought that was, this is key. And then I'll get back to the two out of the three things. One of my friends who's very successful is she said, you have to dress what you want to charge. Mind blown. You have to dress 
how you want to charge. If you want to charge a pretty penny for your services, you have to dress that part. You have to look that part. And that makes sense. So going back to the three out of, or excuse me, the two out of three things that can be done. And one of those things can be a mess. So there's three things. And that is going to be your hair, your makeup, and your clothes. Those are the three areas that we have right and only two of them or two of them should look good and only one of them should be a mess in a day okay and when I mean a mess I mean like a hairstylist mess right like you could do a messy bun and have your makeup flawless and a cute outfit you can have a no makeup day and have a very cute hairstyle and a cute outfit and my preference is I would wear lashes with no makeup because that's just my preference but you can have no makeup on Like I said, hair done and clothes done. You can have a sweat day, but just make sure you have clean shoes on, right? And you have your makeup done and your hair done. So out of the three things, hair, makeup, and your outfit, only one of those things could be a mess in a day. And let's be clear. We are hairstylists. We are makeup artists. We are in the beauty industry what our mess is is not the average person's mess right so let's just say that we do set the standard but your hair cannot be half done so when I say like messy bun I mean you put it in a quick bun I don't mean that you're halfway done with your extensions and you have it out maybe you're halfway done with your extensions and you wear a cute hat or something you still want to have a completed look but maybe it's not as polished as you would like it so when it comes to your appearance there's three things but only one of those things could be a mess in a day and why that is important is because you are a glampreneur you are a beauty expert and you should look the part and you have to think about how you buy things right if you like something you're attracted to it for some reason and if you want to attract the right clients you want to make sure that you're looking the part so your first impressions and the impressions that you leave on your clients are everything the next thing that I want to mention and this is still all under professionalism is keeping up with the times so I know there are a lot of hairstylists that's been in the game for a while and they do not do online scheduling or online booking and part of the reason is because they're scared of it um, it's almost like a, a loss of control but I want to leave this with you And it is that we are now in a world where everything happens right now and everything is at the fingertips of all of us, right? If you want to buy something, you go on Amazon, you click it, you got Amazon Prime, two to three days, right? If you want to order something, anything, groceries for that matter, it's at your fingertips. So why wouldn't someone expect scheduling a hair appointment to be the same thing? So if you are really fighting the need or the urge or not trying to keep up with the fact that online is a thing, you are one, creating more work for yourself, and two, you're kind of in a spot where clients are like, you know what, she doesn't have online scheduling, I don't have time for that, I am gonna find another hairstylist. And let me tell you why, besides the fingertip thing, right, how quick are you to respond to your clients when they ask for an appointment? Realistically, how quick are you? 
because again, we live in a right now world. And so they are looking to text you and get a response almost immediately. And if you don't believe me, think about how you respond after five minutes and someone that you text and text you back. You're like, they better be doing something important. And your clients feel the same way. With online scheduling, which is now a thing, they are able to schedule the appointment. And let's just say they didn't schedule for the right appointment or, you know, something is weird. You're able to reach out to them. Most online scheduling systems are going to contact you when you get a new appointment and you can look at it and reach out to them and adjust it if need be. But that little part right there not only saves you time and a whole bunch of callbacks, but it allows your clients to be in control of scheduling hair appointments or makeup appointments or whatever the services that services are that you do. So you want to think about that. You got to get with the times. Don't fight it. You are actually creating more work for yourself when you don't do online scheduling. You got to call people back, email people back, text people back, and then you're doing hair and then you're doing other things for your business. Do yourself a favor and start online scheduling. Okay, so all those things that I mentioned were all under the category of professionalism. The next one is skill. Skill is huge because you need to stay on top of them. You are a forever learner when you enter really any industry and continued education has to happen. I cannot tell you how many times I've received a new client that's been going to their hairstylist for a while and they decide to do something different. And the conversation normally goes like this. What made you decide to call me or how did you hear about me? the client. My hairstylist always does the same style and I really want to try something different. I need a change. Or their response is, you know, I asked them to do this style that I saw on Pinterest and they really just couldn't do it. It looked like something from back in the 80s and that's not what I asked. Now don't get me wrong. There are some fly hairstyles and we know that trends repeat itself. But you know what that sounds like to me? The hairstylist got comfortable or either they're not taking continued education classes. So they're not keeping up with the trends of the industry, which could eventually mean a unsatisfied client because your clients are going to want to be with the new trends. No one is going to stay doing the same hairstyle over and over again. I look at the pictures of how I wore my hair in high school versus now. Now there's some resemblance. I'm still rocking the middle part, but the way my hair is, is totally different. So you definitely want to think about that. Make sure that you don't fall into the comfortable stage where you're not learning anything new and your clients are slowly becoming unsatisfied because they're not getting inspired or they're not liking the end result or the end result is always the same thing over and over and over again. You don't want that. Another thing I wanna mention is that when it comes to continued education, there's something about it that keeps you inspired. As a hairstylist, sometimes we don't always get to do the fun creative things that we think about But when you go to educational classes, whether it be online or in person, whatever it may be, you get like some sort of inspiration. It inspires you. You're excited. You want to try it on your client. And that's what it should be. I know when I went to an extension class, I learned three 
different, no, four different methods in two days. And I reached out to a few of my clients who I knew the method would be perfect for them. And I was just really excited that I just, and I wanted to practice, right? And so I did it for them at a discounted rate, but I was able to try it out. And then they loved it to now they are that's the method that they use. So that's what your clients are looking for. You're the beauty expert. You need to tell them what is up and coming, what's trendy, what's happening. That's your job. So make sure that you stay on those skills. The next category is relationship. There is a statistic that says 80% of your clients stay with you based on the relationship that you two share. So like 80% of the reason why they wanna keep coming to you is the relationship that you've built with them. And then the 20% is your skill. And to me, that's powerful because it really tells you what you need to focus on. Yes, your skill's important, right? Like you can build a great relationship, but if you're terrible at your job, that's not helpful. But really, the relationship is the deciding factor. I have received new clients who... Their hairstylist was amazing, just bomb, did amazing haircuts. They loved them, but they weren't professional and they were there for 80 hours or the hairstylist didn't show up or they showed up super late, whatever it may be. And even though they were very skillful, that was not enough for them to keep coming back to them. Okay, so I'm sure you've heard of those situations before, but that is what the, the statistic says, and I believe that it's true. Honestly, I don't believe that it's true. I know that it's true because I have kept a lot of my clients from when I first moved to California, and I look at my portfolio from back then, and... I'm like, wow, I don't know why they came to me. I mean, I was good at extensions. My color was, ah, it was okay. Nothing like what it is today. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, why did they keep coming to me? So it's definitely true. I don't believe it's true. I know that it's true. So how do you build a relationship with your client? That is important. And I do want to do a whole episode on the conversation the appropriate conversation to have with first-time clients, but we're talking about retention, so building that relationship. The conversation should be about them, not your problems, not your issues with your family or significant other. It should be about them. Now, if they ask you questions and it's kind of like a give or take, yes, of course, talk to them, but you want to keep it not super personal and make it about them. It is their service that they paid for. They paid for your time. Make the service about them. And so when I say make it about them, I don't mean get into their personal business and ask them who they're dating and the latest gossip. When I'm getting to know someone, I ask them about their hair, their experience when they were getting their hair and makeup done, and then what interests them. And then sometimes that really takes on its own life and we get a whole conversation out of that. I just kind of let it flow. I also educate them about their hair while I'm doing it, maybe about products. That's going to help you in the end when you're going to recommend products for them. I let the conversation flow naturally. And if they are someone that when I ask them a question, it's like a one word answer, then maybe they don't want to talk. So I keep the questions to a minimum because they're not ready to talk or they're in a relaxing environment. That's what they want it to be. 
and I let it be. Let that conversation flow organically. The key is to be present, to stay positive, and remember that it's about the client and what makes them comfortable. Eventually, that relationship grows and the conversation doesn't require as much of a thought process. It's not as much, uh, it's not as much work, right? Because you already know them. You guys have that relationship. Just let it flow. But if you find that your, your client's a little bit uncomfortable or you find that you say something and something shift, you got to read body language. And if you just find that that's the case, then change the subject or just shut the mouth, right? Uh, you want to make sure you're really paying attention to what is making them comfortable or uncomfortable. Good rule of thumb is that you don't talk about politics or religion in the salon. And I promise you, you'll be all right. So those are the things that are going to help you build client retention, professionalism, skill, and relationship. All those things coupled together is going to ensure that your clients come back to you over and over and over again. And that's where you want. You want to keep your clients while getting new ones so your business can thrive. That's a thriving business. So the quote of the week is by Michael LeBeouf. I hope I said that right. And it reads, every company's greatest assets are its customers because without customers, there's no company. Every company's greatest assets are their customers or its customers because without customers, there is no company. And I wanna add one more and it is that you want to dress the prices you wanna charge, okay? That was from earlier, but I just felt like I'd throw that one in there. But really think about the one from Michael that says, every company's greatest assets are its customers because without customers, there's no company. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you guys staying with me, rocking with me. There's a new episode every single Wednesday. And I want you guys to make sure that you share with other glampreneurs. So take a screenshot of this podcast cover, share it on your social media platforms. And don't forget that you can leave a rating and a review. All of these things are going to help glampreneurs like you find this podcast, listen to it. And honestly, I'm just here to give you guys info to make you succeed. You can also follow me on social media. I'm Deandra Giselle on all platforms and get ready because YouTube is coming at you and I will be giving you guys some awesome videos that's going to help you build your business. That's what it's about. So until next time, Glampreneurs, stay connected.